Wardcast episode 106. Go. 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 <laughs> oh, are we Red going? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Purple light. Oh, I gotta <laughs> walk sideways. Uh, what? What? <laughs> you guys had some weird house rules. Yeah, it was, you know, kids kids in the playground, they just make up a bunch of shit. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm Dylan Vento, and I am joined by Will Blanton. Yep. Good man, good Samaritan. Iron Stomach. Incorporated. <laughs> East. Thank you so much for joining us, despite... Yeah, not really an iron stomach. The illnesses <laughs> taking taking grip of you. Yeah. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling like uh, a, a lot of things right now. <laughs> Joy. Okay. Sorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, a stomach full of things that don't want to be in my stomach. I want to be ejected. <laughs> the broad spectrum of human emotion. Right. <laughs> 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 I think I think uh uh Carl Jung wrote a book on those. Yeah. Yeah. The, pr- the primitive emotions, <laughs> nausea, <laughs> happiness, heartburn, indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry for McDonald's. <laughs> Dr. Pepto himself. Right. Wrote this treatise. <laughs> treatise. I always say treatise. Treatise. Why did I mean, why did doesn't you say matter. Was it like one of those things where you just like read it and you never say it? Yeah, like I, I guess I put the S in front of the I. Uh, and we're also joined by Alex Damrath. Hi, hey, how's it going? It's going well. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. That's good. I, yeah, it's it's been a good life. How's your stomach? <laughs> and this is where Alex kills himself. Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, surprise you all with that, but yes, I am committing seppuku on air today. Oh, sweet, right. God damn, we should have yeah. been videotaping this. <laughs> hey, anything for subs, right? <laughs> Do it for the subs. Uh, yeah. To how is your stomach, Alex? Uh, my stomach's fine. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Besides the normal, you know, <laughs> stomach stuff that it does, <laughs> the normal atrocities. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody ever have like a good stomach? <laughs> It just you know just just it's just like one pip above miserable yeah <laughs> on a good day <laughs> yeah good yeah day. um so we're here I got a Super Nintendo yesterday you got Earth. two Super Nintendos yesterday I got two Super Nintendos yesterday yeah uh which would you guys like to hear my uh my caper you got ripped off though because it it looks like it's really small. Shit. <laughs> God damn it. I thought something was off. Yeah. And you were just like, I must have grown a lot since I was a kid. And I tried to fit a cartridge into it, but the top thing doesn't even open. I mean, how do you get games on it? Don't... I broke one or two cartridges trying to get it to work. <laughs> uh, I actually had that worry because I plugged it in. And because it's like a metal switch for the on-off button, like mm-hmm. it's the regular Super Nintendo on-off button, but it's just like powering the, the board on it. Um, actually had it switched to on when I plugged it in and I saw that and I was like, oh shit, oh, did I already ruin it? And then I just turned it off and turned TV on, turned it back on. I was like, nope, it's, everything's fine. Everything's okay. <laughs> We're all good. All right. You're a very good, um, consumer. You're a very good, uh, owner. Of con- <laughs> I'm also of very consumer good consumer goods. <laughs> I consume very well. Yeah. 
Not me. <laughs> no. Oh, not me, Mr. Capitalism. Yeah. No, I'm just bad at consuming things for the past couple of days. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so yesterday morning, I was joined by Ruthie, Momin, Mike, and Kirk sitting in front of a Best Buy. Yeah. It was quite the experience. Yeah. We were the only people there, plus one other rando <laughs> for like a good two hours. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, no. So, all right. So we'll do this in chronological order. So the podcast ends. I ended the podcast around seven, no, quarter to seven, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and the, all the Best Buys around the world, all the Best Buys giving out Super Nintendos were supposed to open up at like um, seven o'clock, right? Uh-huh. Just three hours before they open. They open around 10. So I shut I shut the podcast down, uh, pack everything up, put everything in the car, get back in line. We're waiting. It's seven o'clock. We're like, all right, should be we. Well, we were recording and we saw Best Buy employees coming in uh, to the store. So we're like, all right, should be soon. Seven o'clock rolls around. No one comes out yet. We're like, all right, shouldn't be that big of a deal. Ten minutes pass. We're I mean, we're not worried because like whatever, it's like we're gonna have to come back anyways for the for the ticket and we're first in line. It's not right. There's no stress coming from us. Everyone else in the line is like, you just hear low grumbling. like. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this woman walks up to the uh, to the front door and she like keeps peering in, like knocking on the door or something. Or I think there's a doorbell. Which could you imagine a doorbell that rings in a building <laughs> the size of a, of a Best Buy warehouse? Oh my God. Burn, burn. <laughs> Reverberates. You just see the TVs in the... Some of them shatter. (laughs) Oh, God. Get the door. (laughs) But uh, so woman, they open the door for her. She walks in. She comes back out and she says, the guy in there says he's waiting on a call. He has to wait on a call from corporate. (laughs) I'm like, all right. She says he might not get the call until nine o'clock. Like, all right. Well, whatever. Like, again, store's not going to open until 10. And, right. you, and so the rule is they give you the ticket you have until from 10 a.m. to 1 a.m. to come pick up your console. And then after that, it's it's free game. Okay. So, again, our group, the RVA Game Jam group, mm. we're being humble. We're being like, not a big deal. M- Mike's getting kind of spooked because he's like, I've never seen a group like kind of get this kind of like yeah. restless before. And he's mm. the enforcer. Yeah. He's the enforcer. And I mean, and he's the he's the veteran. Yeah. So yeah. he's seen a couple crowds. Yeah. Um so but we're just like whatever. It's like we'll dick around. Like if and if push comes to sub, we'll pull all the recording equipment back out. We'll do we'll do a part two, whatever. <laughs> uh so and and during the course of the podcast, Mike had walked over to the target that's in short pump uh-huh. to see what they're and they had like ten or so in their line and uh and a couple more people were coming up as he Topped in the line, he was like talking to the to the woman at the end of the line. So he comes back over and he's like, "Yeah, they have like about 10, 15 in their line, and and every target's allegedly supposed to have a minimum of of thirty. So we're we're feeling good. We're not worried. Again, we're in the front of the line, so we're waiting to see what happens. Uh, another guy gets like really frustrated. He goes back up to the door. He's like ringing on the door. Employee comes out, talking to him. Guy comes back. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know." This is supposed to. We're supposed to have these tickets by now, or whatever. He's just getting really frustrated. Right. He's like, "I'm going to Target," and so he gets in his car, 
and then drives to the Target because Target opens at eight. That's like I said, around seven thirty right now. Yeah. No less than seven minutes later, guy comes out with the tickets. Nice. And he <laughs> has a stack of tickets, Ooh. like at least eighty. Oh wow. Pages because it's just a full eight eight and a half by eleven like yellow cardstock with like printed what looks like an advert from like a Best Buy mailer. That's the when I went and got my switch, it was a similar ordeal. Right. It looked like something they'd hand out in a newspaper. Yeah. Uh because it has like Super Nintendo Classic and then under that it's like Yoshi doll and Monopoly <laughs> other shit you can buy in the store. Right. So he gives us the tickets. And we're like, all right, cool. And it's about seven forty, seven forty five by now. And we're like, all right, awesome. We're like, what are we gonna do until until ten? And then we all look at each other and we go, Do you guys wanna go to the Target? (laughs) (laughs) So we all drive to the Target, which is like less than five minutes away, and uh hop in that line and we're like, All right, we'll see if we we'll see if we'll get another Super Nintendo. And this would make Mike's third Super Nintendo because he got one of the pre orders. Oh my god. He has a ticket for Best Buy and now we're waiting in this target line. <laughs> nice. Right? So we're waiting in line. And then about fifteen minutes later, guy comes out with their tickets, and their tickets are just like the admit one, like generic like carnival tickets. Ugh, get it together. Unprofessional, right? <laughs> uh so the guy's giving out his tickets and we're looking at his role and he's like, he has a lot of tickets. He's like, We're gonna get it t- we're gonna get one of these tickets. Um and it's it was funny because like a minute or two before he, the guy came out, this guy rolls up in his car and he's like, like pulls up right up to the curb. He's like, what are you guys here for? And we're like, Super Nintendo. He's like, all right, awesome. And he like, like it looked like he was just going to hop the curb in his car and just like park the car in the line. Like <laughs> that's how aggressive this guy like came up to the, to the line. Uh, but that guy gets in line after Ruthie. So it's it's Mike Moment, me, Kirk, and then like three other people, and then Ruthie, because Ruthie had to like park her car and stuff. Um, and we rode with her, so we just hopped out. So guy's giving out tickets, and he's actually because you know how it's like a two two a pair of tickets, uh-huh. uh, with those generic ones. So it's like right. one you actually give, and then one you hold on to. So he's only giving out like half the roll. Yeah. So it's like misleading me to thinking they have like twice as many tickets as they're giving out. Uh-huh. He's giving out tickets. Mike gets one. Moment gets one. I get one. Uh, Kirk gets one. And then the three or four people behind us get one. Ruthie gets the last ticket. <laughs> and we're just like, holy shit, we're getting two Super Nintendos today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then this woman comes up, uh, like, trailing her, like, three kids. And they're, like, all, like, three, four, five, right? Uh-huh. Um, and she's like, are they out of tickets? And the guy who we saw at the Best Buy leave because he was super frustrated was talking to her. He's like, yeah, they're out, they're out of tickets. And we're all watching this and like, oh, we, we should be good people. And Mike's like, I'm going to be the good person. Not saying that, but like, obviously, yeah. of course it was Mike. Of course Mike's a good person. Yeah. yeah. And so he walks up and he gives it to her. And she's like, no, 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 I couldn't possibly take it. And he's like, no, it's fine. I have like, it. It's too. absolutely <laughs> fine. And like, <laughs> she was like, no, 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 no. She's like, Mike's like, no, I, it's it's gonna be fine. <laughs> like everything's gonna be fine. I have two. Everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> and but she was still like being hesitant. I was like, lady, like he has two. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a okay. This is gonna be his third one. Yeah. Uh, so she eventually takes it. Um, so we all wait in line, and they, like cattle, just hurry us into the store. Right. And they're selling them all at the like customer service kiosk, right, right. at the very front. 
uh, where like the old people get their photos developed. Yeah. Um, so we walk up there, and Mike's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna just explore the store. I'm like, gonna look at toys or something." We're like, "All right, cool." So we're all waiting in line. Uh, we all get our switches. We're like, "Yes, first Yes. Yeah. That it. thing. <laughs> I was like, whoa, you guys really went in for yeah, it. Yeah. Nintendo. <laughs> no, we got, so we got our Super Nintendos. We're like, yeah, first taste of the day, guys. And uh, Moment and I are talking because he's like showing me the back of the box. He's like, yeah, it's like a lot of good games. I'm like, yeah, I haven't played like any of these games. Like I played Zumara World and Yoshi's Island and that's pretty much it. And Donkey Kong Country. So we're talking, we're walking out of the store and we turn around and no one else is behind us. And we're like, wait, where'd, where'd Mike, Ruthie, and Kurt go? And we go back inside. And apparently, they had given two less tickets than actual Super Nintendos they had. Huh. So Mike walks up to the counter <laughs> as the other person, and he buys one. And he was like, hey, look, guys, I got one. Oh, my God. So uh, we leave the store with our first Super Nintendo acquired from Target. And then we... Uh, Go get breakfast uh, at a local diner. Where'd you go? Metro Diner. All right. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good place. I don't think I've ever been there. Pretty good. Um, And then 10 o'clock rolls around. We go back to the Best Buy, <laughs> line up, get our second Super Nintendo. And we're all kind of like, why? Why did we buy two of these? <laughs> <laughs> Because we could, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because we are adults and we know the the rarity of these objects, and we're going to <laughs> fucking get two of these because we can. That's oh pretty my wild. gosh! So that's that's how my morning ended. And I came back and I plugged in my Super Nintendo, and I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna play some Star Fox." Man, Star Fox kind of sucks. Yeah, Star Fox <laughs> blows. I'm gonna play some Super Mario Kart. Super Mario Kart's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah. man, is it ugly. Yeah. It's uh, it's that it's that weird thing where you're like, oh, these blocks you can't go through even though they're just on a 2D plane. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a really weird thing or, to remember. Or like the drifting is super sensitive, so you'll yeah. just like spin out super easily. So there's no handbrake in Super Mario Kart. Right. Right. So you just have to let your let off the, the gas. Yeah. Uh to to do hairpin turns. And then I was like, uh, all right, I don't want to play anything else right now. <laughs> and then I was like, just sitting around at home, like working, like doing doing some teleworking stuff. And then like around 2.30, I was like, I'm fucking tired. And then I <laughs> passed out to like 5, 5.30. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, that was my yesterday. Um, I also bought Golf Story. Nice, nice, nice. Golf Story is fantastic. Yeah. You should play Golf Story. It looks good. It's so good. No, it's so good. Okay, yeah. I, I, I believe everyone. I just have a lot on my plate right now. Stop playing Overwatch. Play Golf Story. I mean, there's more than Overwatch, man. <laughs> what was the sign's not out yet? You have time. Okay. I, I mean, I updated the list and, and with the show notes. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. I put a few things on there. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so I've been playing Golf Story more than I've playing, been playing the Super Nintendo. Nice. Uh, but Golf Story... Um, do you ever play Mario Tennis for Game Boy Color? No. Nope. So Mario Tennis, it's it's it has the tennis component, but it actually has RPG wrapped around it. So you play as not actual Mario characters; you play as these like custom fabricated characters for this game. Right? They're like weirdly human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like they're they're more human than than Mario <laughs> is. Yeah. Um, and then you walk around 
tennis courts and stuff and like these cool areas and you like unlock new tennis courts and you challenge rivals and stuff to wow. and that's and that's what golf story is basically built on top of it's like you start in in one golf course and there are all these like quests to do and you you complete them by playing golf and and a lot of in the first golf course is a lot of tutorialization stuff so it's like this guy like trying to get out of a bunker trying to like chip his golf ball out of a bunker so you quote unquote show him just by teaching yourself like which proper golf club to pick and, and how to do it and they're all based around like accuracy so they always give you like a circle it's like all right you have you have to hit the ball in this area to get it um but what's also cool about it which is probably the part i love the most is that at any point you can just drop a ball anywhere on the map and tee up and just hit a ball wherever you're standing <laughs> all right so i just i think it's and and there are like cool like bonus stuff that you can hit that's in the world or like there's like crab pots or something and, and like the lakes and if you hit it you get cash hmm. um for breaking stuff like i don't know uh but <laughs> just like in real life yeah yeah if you break personal property you, you get money out of it right Neat. <laughs> <laughs> i'll take that to heart <laughs> yeah. um but that's the thing i love about this game over like just a traditional mechanics focused game like mario golf is fine like sure but when you wrap a story component around it in an overworld that you can actively like freely roam around right it makes any sort of game mechanic way more engaging like it's it's the kind of stuff i love because normally i wouldn't care about a golf game like you know i bought Game Boy Golf from you. I played like two holes on that. <laughs> yeah, and and it kind of doesn't help because it's an older game. There's no real tutorialization. It's like, am I playing this right? Right. Uh, but this because there's this active RPG element, and you level, you get XP, and you level up, and you level up your swing. It's like, all right, do I want to make it more powerful or more accurate or like, um, put less spin on the ball? Uh, and it's actually really cool because this kind of like scaled thing. Because whenever you increase, put points into your power swing, uh-huh. it decreases all your other skills. So it's this kind of weighing your object. It's like, I could have the most powerful swing in the world, but it's going to be super inaccurate unless I drop a shit ton of points in accuracy, like way more points than I would into power. Mm. Um, so super, super cool. Okay. Um, and then you just go around, and then there's a cute little overworld where you walk around like to the different themed golf courses. So there's one that's like prehistoric themed, and all the uh, patrons that uh, go to that one talk like cavemen. <laughs> and there's like a beach theme one everyone's a surfer and they are they're all shirtless and they're carrying surfboards everywhere <laughs> uh and it's just super cool and then and, and the golfing is really fun um and it's and it it's there's such a interesting strategical component to to playing the golf it's like because you have your regular swing so obviously like like in regular golf games it shows you where it's going to land and then you can hit y for a precision hit so then you can pull the swing in and it adds another indicator on your gauge so it's like all right if you want to hit it closer to you uh wherever you set the precision hit you have to hit here on the gauge and then you can hit x and put spin on it so then it'll curve so like if you're standing right in front of a tree you can't hit straight because it's going to bounce off the tree but if you hit x it'll you'll, you'll put curve to it so it'll swing around the tree just a so a lot of nuance and, and and they hand it to you in such a logical like smooth transition and it makes you feel smarter and learning more about it it's it's such a cool game and then there's like gimmicky stuff like in the second golf course there's uh there are turtles in the water hazard uh-huh. so if you hit into this blue circle that's on the water hazard a turtle will hop up out of the water and the ball will bounce off their shell 
so that you can like you know get um lower below par right. if you try to shortcut it by all right i'm going to hit into the water here and it's going to bounce off but if you get into the water hazard if you miss then it's two strokes it counts as two that's pretty cool i like it a lot it's a really good game it looks good yeah and it's pretty yeah yeah Mo and I were having a heated discussion about the UI. There's a lot of a lot of issues with that, I feel like, but eh. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. I really like the the icons for the golf clubs in the corner. Yeah. Because you get these custom ones later on. You have one that basically acts like a shovel at one point. So it's a a wedge that you use in bunkers, but there's a side mission where you have to dig for stuff in the <laughs> overworld. So you pull out your shovel wedge and you just start whacking at the ground nice and there's like treasure chests and stuff um but they're all really cool like painterly stuff and like really high vector art for like the fonts and stuff yeah um yeah all right check it out put that on my short list is that a switch exclusive uh yeah yes i don't know if if it's a timed <laughs> exclusive or not but yeah mm. for the time being it is will has lost interest completely and immediately um Real quickly, we'll go over. I'll go over everything else I've been playing. Um, still playing PUBG because why not? That PUBG. My 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 skill. It's weird because like I'll do horrible for like five games and then I'll be pissed and I'll walk away and then the next day I'll come in and come in like fourth. I'm like, what what what's going on? All right. There's some weird MMR thing. I think I think I'm like between two strata. <laughs> it's like here are the really good players or like you're still kind of out of that league, but here are like the players you can still kind of get one over on. Yeah. And I keep bouncing between those. So do you enjoy being the best of the worst or the worst of the best more? I would be okay with being like the 30th of the best. But being <laughs> the worst of the best, it's just like, all right, these people have better hand-eye coordination. have been playing this game for like two times as many hours as I have. So I, I just need to put more time into it. Um... But speaking of PUBG, yeah, I played that Fortnite Battle Royale. So so let's talk about this. Let's talk about this because oh boy. I spent a I spent a good night on that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um and and I came out of it liking it, but not feeling like the Battle Royale genre in general is for me. Okay. Like, but I I did enjoy what Fortnite puts into it to make it its own unique game. Have I, you played PUBG? I, you know, like I said, the the I think I threw this out on the Slack. I don't have a PUBG to compare it to, though. Uh, right. So I don't know how much is missing. I feel like it's it it can be just as unforgiving as PUBG because yeah. every time I've died, it's just been, oh, this person came up from behind me and I didn't hear or see them, and now I'm dead because it took them three shots to take me out. Yeah, that was fun because they found like a really nice gun. Yeah. really early on. I do like, however, I, I've sort of evolved some strategies, though, that are Fortnite exclusive, so to speak. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I've definitely had situations where I'm being shot at from behind me, and I just, like, quick, like, 180, pop down a wall and keep running in the same direction. And that sort of thing is what makes Fortnite really interesting to me. Like, that's what make it, makes it much like, a more unique product. Yeah, there's a lot more, like, freedom of movement and stuff. And obviously, the crafting adds a lot. Though right. I've never, I, I, in my short, I played like three or four games the night it came out. Okay, um, I played three and then one with Tyler. 
which oh, yeah? didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it, it went pretty well because my very first couple games, I never found weapons. I, I actually, my very first game, I wound up in like 28th. But mm-hmm. I had no weapons the entire time. So you're just like I was running just around? running and popping walls and like trying to keep myself safe and whatever was happening, like people either just couldn't get to me or gave up on chasing me or something. I just kept moving. Is it free to pop up a wall? No, uh, it costs resources. Wood. So well, it costs whatever resource you want the wall right. made out of. That's right. You, so you I, like wood, stone, metal yeah. are your three resources. So you have to like beat up on things with a giant pickaxe, which is the only thing they give you. So like that's your melee. Um you start with that, but it it's also hard to stop and collect resources for a while. Yeah, because yeah. you, you make just a lot of murdered. noise, yeah. and you're basically still while you're doing it. Yeah, so it, it's not a totally viable strategy to just like make lots of things. Mm-hmm. You have to. Is it like one to one where like you beat up one door and now you have one wood? Or I think it's uh, depends uh... on what you beat up. You get a certain amount, and it's like five wood. You might per get more structure. Maybe um, certain like huge trees give you like thirty or forty. A wall in a house is ten or something. So yeah. it's cheap to pop up a wall. Relatively, it's, yeah, relatively. Right. That's cool. Yeah, um, but like I said, I, I never came into my strategy. Okay, I started. I went in with that in mind. Like I'm going to use the building to my advantage I, and whatever I, I can. I did walk across a bridge once, and and the uh, circle was on the other side of the bridge, and so I just immediately just spawned a bunch of walls on one end of the bridge so no one else could use it (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty great i was like all right guys fuck you yeah uh yeah i i don't know i wasn't really feeling it okay um i'm really curious whether your previous love of PUBG and your un un undying servitude known of player unknowns PUBG. Uh, has has more to do with your perceptions of the game than that's game. entirely possible. I mean, yeah, I I kind of don't like third person console shooters out of hand because for the most part the their shooting is garbage. Like because when I think of a third person shooter, I think of Saints Row, Just Cause, Red Faction, Fracture, uh, Spec Ops. A lot of games that are very like arcadey have a lot of fluid in their shooting. Hold on there. What? Spec Ops is amazing. Spec Ops is amazing <laughs> in spite of the shooting. Okay. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of weightlessness to third-person shooters that I don't like. I feel like the most weighty shooter, third-person shooter is GTA. And even GTA shooting isn't great. Okay. What um, do you think about MGSV? Yeah, that one's fine, but that one's more of a tactical right. shooter. Right. Like that would be more categorized as like a, a, a full spectrum warrior or like something like that. And I tend to always go into first person mode before I shoot anything in MGSV. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Snake can't jump his own height in Metal Gear Solid Five. Right. But mm. you could in these other examples that I listed. Yeah, yeah. Or for the most part you can. Um and so I kind of came in with that stereotype in my head. And then, for better or for worse, I saw a lot of those examples in this. So it's like I ran across that bridge that I built the wall on, and all I had was like some weird like grenade launcher, and the other person had a rifle or something. And then we shoot at each other, and I just have these giant baseball shaped grenades firing and bouncing all over the place. And I have like, there's like no accuracy to them at all. Yeah. And then they just 
gun me down with a rifle, but then all my grenades rolled down the hill towards them and blew them up. <laughs> so we both died at the same time, but there was no like skill involved. It was just like a bunch of boom, boom, boom. Okay. All right. And that's how I feel like for a lot of, you know, Red Faction Guerrilla is like one of my favorite games, but the shooting's not good in it. Like it's just, it's very arcadey and it's very like weightless. So I'm definitely more of an arcadey shooter kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like Overwatch carries enough of that to hold me. Um, Titanfall is super arcadey. Uh, and I'm feeling that in Fortnite is possibly helping me to ease in to this battle royale genre. That that's that would be my hot take. Okay. Yeah. Alex's hot take. Yeah. <laughs> uh but you, you think you're gonna play more of it? I I think I'd like to, yeah. Put some I, I think it needs a little bit more work. There's a few things that I don't like. Uh I thought they were going to sort of compensate for the lack of vehicles by making the map smaller, and it's not. And yeah, it can I, definitely feel hard to get into the circle. Yeah, like, I didn't know there points. were no there were no vehicles in it. Right. I saw like a bunch of abandoned squad cars, and they're just for like scrap. Yeah, for mining. Like, and it's, it's stupid. Yeah, there was that, a treasure chest behind one that no one got, and I was like, oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I think one of the things I do want to point out that I really do like. So I, the one squad game that I did with Tyler said so didn't end well for us. It was like the first game where I actually had found weapons and he had found weapons and like we were stocked up and doing well and then ran into an open field where I saw uh, two guys building a base and I think Tyler's plan was to just keep <laughs> running and ignore them. And that's not fun. Tyler's plan. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler's plan was like, all right, let's just let them build their base. We're going to keep going. And I, Ty, Tyler's plan was like, look, I'm going to show how much you can cheat, how much PUBG is not strategical. And I'm just going to hug this circle and prove my argument because and, <laughs> PUBG and Fortnite Battle Royale map perfectly to one another. Well, he died around the exact same time I did, but I'm not even sure how he said it. He said he got like picked off by a sniper like almost immediately after like he got split off from me. Right. What I did was I saw the two guys building and I'm like, my pistol's good enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> I got one shot on the one guy building and his buddy turned around and went, duh, 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 duh. I'm like, oh God. And I forgot all of my <laughs> strategies to build anything in that brief moment and I, uh. I died immediately. But I decided to like stick through that one, spectate to the end because it's curious what kind of strategies a team can pull off. And I, I think it was really cool. I was watching the final showdown happen in this sort of suburban area where a group of three guys, one of them was building bases, another one had a rocket launcher, another one had a sniper rifle, and they were like systematically building using rockets to tear down each other's base, and the, their sniper would like pick people off as their cover went down. Hmm. He rocket launcher, take out a wall, sniper rifle to, and it, and it was like it was neat to see strategies evolve and come from these new mechanics that were kind of satisfying to be to watch them being like pulled off in such fluid and such a fluid way like they were clearly way more coordinated than i would ever be but it was entertaining to say the least do you think um high level players in this game do you think they're a bunch of PUBG transfers or a bunch of Fortnite holdovers from like the regular base building game gosh i would have nowhere i would have no clue i think it's definitely some shooter experience is what carries over the most more than battle royale experience or crafting or or crafting i think fortnite's actually i will say that fortnite's crafting is so intuitive that i can't imagine anyone having a hard time with it 
it's in, it's intuitive, but it's it's kind of clumsy. Like I like I've constantly hit the wrong button where I think I'm like switching weapons or doing something else, and I just um, go into the craft mode. I mean, think about it. My first game, I could turn around and hit Q and click, and there was a wall, and it was like oh, I was playing on, it, it, on it was, PS4. Oh, okay, to me, it was very little in between there. Also, I constantly mix up the face buttons on PS4 because oh. <laughs> I still haven't got them down. It's like hit square. All right, which one's that again? Is that the one that's supposed <laughs> to be X? <laughs> I would be really curious to see um, like a team of like expert PUBG players and eventually a team of like expert Fortnite Battle Royale mode players uh, square off against each other in both games. That'd be interesting. That would, yeah. I think that would that would make for a good argument as to like what game has more refined mechanics. Which game is better? Yeah. Well, wow. I wouldn't say better. Just like which one works on better on a fundamental level. Uh, I would honestly say like I wish that PUBG looked like Fortnite. <laughs> yes. See, that was my big thing going into Fortnite was like, this is everything that I asked PUBG to be. Just make it look interesting. Yeah. Because on its best day, PUBG looks like a really bad Arma mod. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not I'm not interested so much in the base building stuff in Fortnite, but like yeah the, and I'm not really in love with the aesthetic. Like it's not like my favorite. It's, like, not, it's not great. It's got but it's just it's got a little too much Battleborn. There is uh, an aesthetic is basically the point right. I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got an art direction as opposed yeah. to an art stagnation. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I I like I like the PUBG jank. I like my hardened grizzled. John McClane looking motherfucker. I never have. It's just not me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get into Call of Duty just because everyone looks the same and it's boring. Well, I mean, I, and I appreciate art, as you guys know, but yeah. I I don't know, in games like that, it's kind of like, all right, we're so far removed from like me appreciating the art because everything's just a blood bag in which I shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, even, even like... MGSV is very like realistic, very modern, realistic, pretty drab, but still has like really good art direction. Yeah. Like it, it uses its color palette really well and yeah. and has that whole lo-fi 80s, 70s, 80s, 70s aesthetic going on. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, PUBG just feels like, uh, the, I don't want to <laughs> be in this world. Yeah. It's, it's just gritty and, and, but it's not even like really that gritty. It's gritty, like not on purpose. I guess so. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know? Yeah. PUBG, get it together. Yeah. That's where the intermission music goes. Dylan left. <laughs> he, got, he got really upset that we were saying bad things about PUBG and left. He stormed out. Oh no, here he is with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. So this is my stalling voice. This is what I talk about when I need to stall for time. Put you in the gulag is my stalling voice. I want to see you like in a like a uh, hostage situation. <laughs> Go out there and stall for me, and like, just guys, like, I'm stalling. Excuse me, Charlie. <laughs> Look at me, hey, buddy guy with the hat. Yeah, this is how I stall you with while John McLean crawls through the things above our heads. 
<laughs> the terrorists are like, oh, I know the word. I, oh, I'm thinking of it. <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah, but so Fortnite Battle Royale sucks. Uh, yeah, all right. So. <laughs> no, I'm, no I, think, I think it's got promise. I'm still kind of grossed out by Epic's kind of like, hey, that player unknown battle game sure looks like it's popular. Why don't we take a bunch of that? It's a little gross. I'm I'm not gonna I mean, put that past them either. It's kind of like all AAA ever does, but like Player Unknown was like an indie dude, like, a modder, like half a year ago. And so it'd be it's basically like if some if if like the like super ninja fishing or whatever devs were like EA and Rami and Flambeard. Right. Doing ridiculous fishing would have just been like, oh. Is that what that knockoff <laughs> game's called? I don't remember what it was. It was something about ninjas and fishing. Okay. Uh, I thought it was more like obvious than that. <laughs> like crazy fishing. Yeah. Mm, Rambunctious fishing. Damn. Um, what else? Let me let me see. I don't think I've been playing anything else besides uh, some, uh, some Marty Arabia's Kingdom Journey. Right. Still going on. Yeah. How much farther have you gotten in that? I'm in world three. I'm in the spooky world. Spooky world. It's spooky. Oh man, has it gotten more that difficult? Might... A little bit. Um, I still haven't lost uh, an encounter, but uh, they, man, they just, they just want to fuck you over sometimes. Just like, all right, here's some rabbits that teleport. It's like, great. Oh, here are some booze. Just regular Mario booze. Uh, not peach. Just booze. Um, that if you get in their line of sight, they will chase you, and then next turn they will teleport you somewhere randomly on the map. So Ooh. one of the first, huh. yeah, and that's what Mario says. Uh, <laughs> but like the first um, encounter you have with them, it's your characters on one side of a wall, or like, and then on the top of the cliff of the wall are two boos, and then on the other side of said ledge cliff area are all the opponents. That can teleport. So you have to get through the line of booze that teleports you randomly if you get too close to them. Yeah. And then get to the other side. So, and this is where, and I'm I'm more than confident that this is how the game designers approach this problem, is that they created all this stuff like, oh, the booze can teleport you if they see you. Oh, let's give the rabbits overwatch so they can shoot at you if you move during your turn. And then they're like, all right, but how do we circumvent that? Like, what's the counter to that? It's like, oh, remote mines. So the little, like, go-kart mines that Luigi can activate or Rabid Peach that drive by themselves towards an enemy, they activate those enemies that do that stuff that use line of sight and movement to activate their passive abilities. Okay. Which I think is really cool and <clears throat> I really like. But that specific encounter, it was just like a wall of booze. And like Boo grabbed Mario and then like sunk him into the earth and then they popped back out back on the spawn point. And I'm like, fucking god damn it. <laughs> and I had like made a really stupid move that encounter and I like rushed Luigi up to the ledge. He like went up the pipe and stood up on the ledge and he was gonna like start sniping people. But everyone, all the rabbits had line of sight on him. And so it was just like pop, 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 Luigi's down. I'm like, great. Wow. Fucking fuck. That's pretty wild. <laughs> and you can't res teammates. Yeah. I mean, you can heal them if they're still diz- not dizzy because yeah. they just sit down when they're out of health and their head <laughs> just spins and there's stars around their head. Um, but yeah, the game's still good. But 
Now Golf Story is my go-to Switch game, so Ooh, I, don't, I, don't know I don't know what's going to happen with Marty Arabius. Put on the back burner. Just with all the other, with with Mafia 3 and Metal Gear Solid 5. And oh my gosh. Speaking yeah. of, I'm so glad we all played Metal Gear Solid 5 since talking about it last week, and now we can talk so much. Will, tell me about your Metal Gear Solid 5 playthrough that you played so much of. Well, I'm halfway through uh, getting ready to play it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm loving it. Oh, and Sam, tell me about your MGS5 playthrough. Wow, that's really good. I'm really impressed. <laughs> just edit Sam's voice in Sam, later. <laughs> just, just a bunch of different like clips. For, I think uh, it, <laughs> Metal Gear. I'm sure you have him saying Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not together. Yeah. <laughs> this is so metal. Gear? Gear? Yeah. Uh, Alex, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing some Metroid Samus Returns Samus. on the Nintendo 3DS. I was Ooh. about to say Switch again. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only Nintendo console that exists. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. It feels like Metroid. Um, it's the first real Metroid game in in how many? A thousand years. A thousand years. Well, it's a remake. <laughs> okay, Yes. But that's a uh, discount it. That's a different title. Yeah. I, <laughs> um It's not it's not uh Metroid two HD. It's interesting because <laughs> uh Will and I were talking about the Mark Brown video where he goes into what makes Samus Returns so different from Metroid Two and AM2R as well. Mm-hmm. And she can punch people. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's I think I think it's more Samus Returns is more centered on making sure you don't have to stop and slow down. Whereas yeah. the other two are definitely rooted in something that I is actually admittedly very Metroid, which is like taking a moment and taking it all in mm-hmm. and genuinely the creepiness of everything that is happening around you in Metroid, which is pretty creepy. Yeah, as it like as a kid, like I I would play like the kiosk with like Metroid Fusion or Zero Mission on it. I'm like, this is kinda scary. Yeah. Like, especially at the, like the intro cut scene where it's like Thomas like as like the Metroid DNA or like the Phazon stuff like fused to her and yeah. stuff, and there's like she she's on a surgical bed. And it's like, and the fact that her suit is kind of just keeping her alive, like it's best. It's a it's her version of a hospital gown right. practically throughout yeah. the whole game or ICU unit, right? And and so Samus returns. Son of the Enders, too. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what Samus returns doesn't do that a lot of other Metroids do and do really well is is the atmosphere and horror and samus returns is all about making sure you can keep going nothing's going to slow you down you know it's very good at, it, it's sort of keeping the bounty hunter badass unstoppable samus aesthetic but at the cost of sort of you earning that as a player through uh you know conquering this really terrifying and scary and full of monsters area that right. you're not supposed to be in so, it's good. It's good as its own game. It's even good as a Metroid game. It's it's great even. I would even suggest it's great. Yeah. <laughs> if I were to be so bold. Yeah. Uh, but if, if, like, what you admire about Metroid games is the horror and the atmosphere and the pacing that goes in to make the exploration and the combat and the survival uh, against all odds even better, then that much is not there. Otherwise, 
that good time. That's what made me sort of like discount it when I first saw it. But the more footage I saw of it, I was just like, well, I don't care that it's like not the like Metroid game I want, but it looks like it's so fun. Yeah, it's really fun. I really like the free aim on it that you're yeah. not locked to eight. The 360 yeah. aim is a godsend. Yeah. Also, that melee counter is awesome. Yeah, and it, like yeah. learning how to use time that, and, and you're learning how to use that and pull it off. Uh, is just it makes you feel so good. That's cool. It's great. I like that. Yeah, I have no time to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been mostly playing that uh, Fortnite. Did you get your amiibos? Uh, amiibos? Your amiibos? No, no amiibos. I didn't. No and squishy Metroid amiibo. Now they're like fifty bucks or eighty bucks everywhere. Oh, so I'm waiting. Let's just scout this Super Nintendo. Get some amiibos. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I maybe I will get those eventually, but not anytime soon. Um, and, and the other thing I've been playing that I actually kind of wanted to, to dive into for just a little bit, if mm-hmm. I can, yeah. uh, is Absolver. Um, okay. I don't know if you guys, is this ringing any bells? Because it's kind of old. It's not. Because there's pretty Absolver, new. and then there's like Deceiver, and now there's Ruiner, and I'm like, I can't. Like Ruiner, yeah, I don't remember what it is. Ruiner, I can I can separate from the pile, but I don't know which one Absolver is. Okay, Absolver is also Devolver Digital. Okay, oh, this is the melee. This is the the. This the is the MMO fighting game, right? Which is just a pretty cool concept in and of itself. Like I like the the whole Tekken MMO, basically. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was like a massively multiplayer game. It's it's free roaming online. Yeah. Wow. And every NPC and every player can be challenged to a one-on-one fight. Like you're you're basically like you if you greet someone and they want to and you want to, then you you you're locked like eyes to each other and you and you get into a and you get into a fighting game basically. Does it like do a like a little cut scene with their faces like cutaways like shoo. It does not. Oh, damn. But <laughs> it's got a little more atmosphere than that because uh, uh, like that's Street Fighter. Everything was like, yeah, and like anime and Absolver yeah. is much more uh, like exploration and meditative. Back and, to that Gregorian chants. Yeah. <laughs> Will's favorite. It's uh, a <laughs> it, and I think what abs- what I want to talk about the most that Absolver does that I just haven't been able to that I haven't seen in any other massive online community is its community is really, really friendly. They managed to recreate Journey's sense of companionship and sportsmanship in an online fighting game. Can you freely type in chat? You cannot freely type. Okay, so that's why. I think why. that's a big part of it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to get into that. Uh, but it's stuff like uh, there's totally optional emotes. Like you can you can you get one in the very beginning that's a bow. And... It's now tradition for players. You don't have to do this, but when they start a fight between another player, they bow. It's that, just that's it's, pretty cool. It's that was not Dark something. Souls. Yeah, it's not something God that damn they. It will. <laughs> it's not something that they planned for. In fact, there was this cool interview with PC Gamer I was reading that was all about this, where they were just like, "Yeah, we thought the community was going to turn out like shit, like every other online gaming community, but everyone's super nice and friendly." And the piece, the guy from PC Gamer who was writing it was like. Yeah, one guy pushed me off a ledge to win a fight in like a in like a three on three battle, so we got like worked back for another round. And he felt bad about the fact that he won in such a cheap way and jumped off, and like gave him a point. <laughs> there is no honor. Yeah, it's like this. It's 
crazy. They, they've made a really friendly, welcoming, warm online community. And like when you beat the game, you'll see people wandering around who beat the game. You get a very clear distinction. It's like this really nice looking cloak over your character. It's like the, the white uh, cloak in Journey. Okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't played Journey. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, um, I mean, uh, it's, I, I've, <laughs> I think I've seen a screenshot of the white version of the robe. Right. So that means that you've beaten the game a lot and you've helped out a lot of people basically okay um if you beat absolver if you go through the story mode um which even though it's online and there's players that are sort of wandering in and out there is like a path that anyone can take that takes you through a story if you've done that then you get this really nice cape and cloak and apparently all the players with capes and cloaks are like known for being like super helpful like walking up to people teaching the moves and because teaching moves is another cool thing i can get into that's uh if you pair up with another player you're essentially learning their moveset. There's a system where they call it a combat deck where all, all of the moves that you can pull off in the game are, are given to you as cards that you can swap out and create your own combos. In order to earn more cards, you have to fight people who have the move that you want to learn. Or you can team up with someone and as you fight with them, you learn what they have. So you start earning progression towards what they have in their combat deck. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. So ma- players who have mastered and have some cooler moves will like find newer players and say, hey, join me. I'll teach you some of my stuff. Join me. Yeah. And there's lots of like little player mythologies around like masks, which are the like main gettable, pickup, equipable. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, um, the main cosmetic. Yes, uh, are, are masks that give you different powers, uh, different buffs. Um, okay. And they like don't tell you what those are. And they, there's like no compendium as to what masks are in the game, which is cool. It gives all the masks this air of mystery and uniqueness to them. So that's a little minor segue. So do you, when you have a mask, do you permanently have it? Like, yes. or is there limited like item slots, backpack slots? Pretty to- sure you have as many as you can find. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's just this cool online fighting MMO that I think I, I sort of say like it, it it deserves some more attention because of how neatly it's it's set up its world and its community. Yeah. But I'm also scared of it getting more attention because I feel like that's what brings <laughs> in the downfall Send of the community. community down the shitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that how like the developers just resigned to the community being like a garbage fire. Right. It's like we thought it was gonna be terrible and like, you know, we weren't gonna put any moderation effort into it, so whatever, just let it <laughs> I mean, I think if it gets bad enough, good developers do, but you kind of have to let that happen. Right. Like, I uh, think they were just hoping for it to have a community to start out with. Like, right. Kaplan was making a whole forum post, like a really long one in a developer video about how, okay, we recognize the community has gone to shit and this kind of sucks because, you know, we would like to focus our efforts on making the game better, producing more content, doing more cool things for you guys, but now we have to resort to policing. And that's never fun. Who for is this? Any, uh, uh, director of Overwatch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Kaplan. Kaplan. Jeff yeah. Kaplan. Yeah. Is so, Jeff right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's had talks on that, and it's kind of interesting to see those talks evolve. And then here comes this tiny indie fighting MMO that's somehow done it. That's cool. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the look is very striking. I remember seeing it trailer from e3 or something i was like this is pretty cool it's got a nice world it's really pretty plenty to explore plenty to do i will say we might have hit peak low poly 
art style, though. It's a it's a little bit of that. I think it's it's more polys than the witness, though. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a bit more than that. Take that, yeah. Jonathan Blow. <laughs> oh. We we got the polys, Jonathan <laughs> oh. Blow of death. I have to <laughs> I have to talk about the slap. This is great. Oh, it's sort no. of, there's this player mythology surrounding this one move that's just an open hand like cheek slap, <laughs> and it's sort of like how do you get it? Like everyone wants this because it's so brazenly against everything else the game like has everything's in so it. respectable everything's like really yeah everything's really like complex and unique and like based on real martial arts and then there's this this cheek slap <laughs> and it does like 15 damage in a game where player health is in the thousands okay like <laughs> it does nothing but make you look petty <laughs> and everyone wants it <laughs> man but imagine a, a one-on-one where your opponent only has 15 health left and you just, and you just slap, slap. yeah, <laughs> and takes them out. Is there like, what's like the death animation or anything look like? Or, you know, lose, is there like a, like, wh- how does that I end, actually haven't encountered the like? loss condition, but enemy death is just like, at least if they're an NPC, it's just kind of like a ragdoll. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> blur. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, I'm excited. I, I told Will, I think last week, there's gonna be a bloodbath. Bloodbath. Yeah. Well, because I'm probably not gonna pick up Absolver or Metroid, and just I'm not saying that those are your top games of this year, but who knows? Mm-hmm. But you know, looking at the list of what everyone's been playing, it's been pretty unique stuff or stuff that only that person has played. So if we all pick ten separate games and there's no overlap, yeah. I'm just gonna, oh, I'm just gonna oh, have to stab oh, you. You're saying, okay, I'm so sorry. You're saying <laughs> the fight for game of the bath. year is yeah. gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah. I thought you were just like, no, the game that's gonna win is bloodbath. And I'm like, I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> so it was the hatred devs. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good to hear they're back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they contributed so much to the community. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, video games are richer because of because of hatred. Uh, yeah. Exactly. They've they've done Ugh. a good job. Uh you've been playing anything else? Uh I feel mm-hmm. like you said you added more to the list. I like I said, I threw Echo on there earlier, but All I, right. I love what I've seen of Echo so far. Without your without your PC <laughs> without crashing my PC crashing on me every five minutes. So I did uh, related to that, I did try to play Metal Gear Solid Five this past week, but okay. it kept freezing on me. Oh no! And the reason why is because apparently it doesn't like when Shadow plays on. Oh, I like rough. spent a solid hour like t- troubleshooting it, going like, "All right, it's not working. All right, let me restart the game. All right, it's still not working. Let me restart the PC. All right, let me uninstall and reinstall this twenty-five gigs." Ugh. All right, still not working. All right, internet, what's my problem? And so I was just like, yeah, Shadowplay doesn't like playing nice with Metal Gear Solid 5. I'm like, motherfucker, what the fuck? And because that's a game I would like to stream and like record and stuff too. You probably use some sort of other software. I mean, I unless... you could, but Shadowplay is so easy and nice yeah. and slick. And it's just, it's one button and everything works. Konami is a fraps house. <laughs> oh, yes, boy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, but Echo, from what <laughs> you've been able to see of it, looks is, good. Is great. It's fantastic. Echo is a triumph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Sam finished it, so. Yeah. I, I'm hoping, I'm, I still haven't yet, but what I think my next plan is, I'm going to try putting it on my laptop and seeing if it can run fine on that. I might have to put it on like lower graphic settings. On but, like your Surface? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
But I mean, um, Metagross Solid Five ran on the surface perfectly. Wow, really? Pulling near sixty at like mid-level graphics. That's impressive. Although that is probably mostly to do with the Fox engine being incredible, from all accounts. It's so good they're using it for pachinko machines now, and only that. God, and Pro Damn Evolution it. Soccer, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and Metal Gear Survive. Oh God, everyone's favorite Metal Gear game, which you can tell is now going to be converted to a battle royale. Oh game. fuck! Oh, I, I yeah. can't wait. Oh God, <laughs> damn it! Actually, now that I say that out yeah. loud, I kind of want that. Come on! <laughs> but imagine they did that and didn't put like Snake in it. I don't care. You don't care. Yeah. Uh, I think I, that's fine. I, I would be happy if Konami never touched Snake. I I think to make a make a battle royale game, make a battle royale game with the Metal Gear Solid Five character controller, and you will have me sold. Yeah, <laughs> it is like the most efficient, streamlined way of playing a tactical stealth game. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, William, you've been playing anything? Uh, I've been playing a lot more Heat Signature. Oh yeah, how's it going? Yeah, it's getting better and better that's the gunpoint dev yeah right yeah. Nice. tom francis yeah um so like last week i was like you know it's fun it's not like as you know systemic as gunpoint and it's still not quite but i've been playing a lot more with like weird guns because like before it's just like oh here's your gun here's your wrench you know you can knock people out with the wrench and you can shoot people here's your big with daddy the gun. here's your atlas here's your little sister here's your <laughs> but like uh so there's like a ton of other like weird guns, like the swapper swaps places between you and whoever you shoots shoot out copies of the swapper. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then you've got like uh, the visitor, which throws you in a spot for two seconds and then pulls you back. That's pretty cool. Which is really nice because like a big part of this game is like pausing and assessing the situation. And you can also do some actions while paused, like you can aim and shoot while paused. Um. Yeah, so there's a ton of things like that. There's a glitch trap that you set down on the floor, and then anybody that walks into it gets sent out to wherever you aim it. So you can like aim it to be outside of a ship, and just send people into space, <laughs> and they're just dead. That's yeah, and awesome. it's like so fun. Do you have to loot bodies in that game? Like, is that no. like a concern to put enemies outside and having to retrieve them? Um, I mean, like, there's some cases where like if you need a key card off an enemy. You don't want to put them into space. Face pressed against the glass. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But so, you can call your ship, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like if their ship is like speeding towards like a space station and you send them out there, then it's just like goodbye forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's a ton of stuff like the weapons just keep getting cooler and there's like a bunch of like. There's some weapons that like recharge every time you go back to a home base and some that like recharge automatically on their own. Uh-huh. And there's like so like for instance um a visitor is like really cool to have but like an extremely long range self recharging visitor makes you like a god basically cuz you're just like no I'm over here. No I'm over here. Like it's just like ridiculous. And is there like weapon degradation or anything? No. Sweet. Um, My favorite thing to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stupid Zelda sucks. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, so like, uh, but, um, my new favorite thing is so, like, this also goes back to Zelda because one of the things about the weapon degradation and stuff is like, oh, it forces you to use other weapons, which is cool. 
And this, I kind of did find myself just being like, well, I really like the sword and I really like this like silenced shotgun. So I was just kind of like going around killing everybody. But there are like some missions that you get, like there's a, there's like a, a corporation or something that only wants you to not kill people and stuff. And you're like, oh, but, um, <laughs> but even more importantly, uh, basically like the game world is made up of all these different space stations and like the, the overarching plot of the game like you can be a character and your character's goal is to like find the guy that murdered your father and destroy him but like that character you like you're not good enough to do that yet so that character's gonna die <laughs> so uh the overarching thing is uh the more missions you do the more uh liberated the universe becomes mm-hmm. and each time you hit like a liberation sort of like milestone you can liberate um your pants any any station that's like sort of like near your current home station um and every time you liberate a station you often will unlock like a new gun will be in the shop so like it unlocks your inventory a little bit um it might like boost the economy of your space stations or something which i'm not really sure if that makes like things cheaper i don't know but um, they also unlock these little like side missions that are just these like one-off missions. So like usually you'll get a mission, you'll go out to your pod, you'll take your pod to the wherever you need to take it, you'll do the mission, you'll go back to base. But these missions, you just start it and you're already a dude and your pod is already connected to the ship. And um, what's really cool about that is like it'll be like, yeah, go assassinate this guy, but all you have is like a swapper and a glitch trap or something. And so it's like now instead of being like, oh, I'm comfortable with my guns, you're like, oh, this is a cool little puzzle. And like, I really wish that those missions had like authored spaceships that you're going through, but they're all procedurally generated as well, Hmm. which can be cool and bad. Right. Yeah. That's that's kind of the risk you run with the way procedural generation works right now in game game design. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super enjoying it. It gets better and better the more I play. I like when you tweeted Tom Francis, like, I really like here signature. <laughs> I mean, he. Yeah, it was like <laughs> later that day, too, because I saw, like, oh, you liked it. Cool. And then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and if I, delete, if I delete this tweet and I tweet him again, he might not like that one. Yeah. Uh, exactly. It's the risk you run. Here signature. Get it together, Will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a super mom game. I love it. It's so mom. <laughs> it's like the one word, one that like, I'm not a big fan of crunchy. I'm not a big fan of oil or juice, but mom, you like, I can get behind mom <laughs> because just the phrase itself is just making fun of the fact that it is a, like a term used for something else. Yeah. But the other ones, it's just like taking themselves way too seriously. Does it just mean good mom? Yeah. No, mom cool. means it has the the aspects of being a mom. No, that's not true. That that's how we define it on the show. So that's the official wordcast definition of, of mom. No, this guy doesn't know anything. It's just like cool. I don't know anything, and it's I'd like, like good to. or cool. Just just good or cool. Yeah. It's like uh, dope right. is what I what I got yeah. from from yesterday's podcast. So wait, do you think dope means having uh, attributes no. similar to dope? But Momin told me. <laughs> This is how he defined it as. Momin's like trolling. 
Well, <laughs> or he was just using the word to define or, or itself. Or you are. Come on, who's... Tyler hadn't even gotten into this conversation no, yet. And he won't. <laughs> not oh not on these microphones. <laughs> uh, but yeah, been playing anything else? No. And that, uh, One gay man. I'm also really into that because like... The other day before work, I had like 15 minutes and I was like, oh, I'll play some of this. And I played like four minutes and like did like a huge mission and had like all the fun I wanted to have. And I was just like, cool. And then I played three more hours and I yeah. lost my job. And I was like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, well, at least I have more time for heat signature. There you go. <laughs> cool. Anyone, anything else, guys? Should we have a Super Nintendo reprisal? I, I said off air, I really like the Super Nintendo controllers. Having never owned one, I've never got to fully appreciate the Super Nintendo controller. But it's just, it's a full it's package. A great controller. It's got shoulder buttons and it just feels good. Yeah. I think as far as like 3D goes, the DualShock is like my reigning champion. The DualShock 4? Or any just any DualShock? Mm. Any DualShock with analog sticks. I hate, I hate previous DualShocks. They didn't feel ergonomic at all. I'm much more of an X Bone person. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Xbox. Xbox One. One is definitely the perfect controller. It's right pretty good. Now. Yeah. Here's my here's my take on that. Okay. I've thought a lot about this. Okay. Because I've enjoyed both a lot. Um, and your go-to for game dev is a 360 controller, right? Um, maybe. Right now, I don't really have any controllers out for game dev. Okay. But. Because you want to be like your your inspiration, Tom Francis. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so. I've noticed, this is my personal experience with it, so take it with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. but um, an Xbox controller, Xbox 360, Xbox One, you you hold with, with firmness, you know? Yeah. You put it in your hand, it rests in your hand, it's touching your whole hand, you know? Yeah. It's flush. Um, so you're, gr- you're gripping it, you know? It's a very, like, strength thing. American. Yeah. Uh, whereas a dual shock, it's much, I feel like you have to be more nimble with it. Uh, it's like, so like uh, an X, an Xbox controller is like strength and a PS one, two, three or four controller is dexterity. I would see that with the first three and iterations of the dual shock. Switch controller is intelligence. Well, no, I would say that the Switch controller is <laughs> the like stubbornness the, is really similar to the DualShock, where like if you're trying to like gra- grasp onto it, like it doesn't make any sense. But if you're just like holding, if you're if you're just playing with it and holding it, it's like a really cool, unique controller. As someone that plays exclusively in the portable mode on my Switch, I have to say every time the rumble kicks on, I'm afraid it's gonna like shear the tablet apart because it's just like <laughs> rumbling in my hand like and there's a lot of rumble in golf story just like slight stuff but every time you hit the ball or like when it lands and it's a nice got that hd rumble nice subtle hd rumble but i'm just like i don't feel like the housing of like the actual components should be shook in such a way <laughs> uh but yeah, I I hated the plastic that they would use for the DualShock 1, 2, and 3. And it's just like the handles never felt good in my hand. They were like uncomfortable, mm. just feel kind of stabbing, just in the way they tapered. Never felt good to me. If I could be totally candid for a moment, slick plastic needs to die. 
Uh, that's not really slick plastic. Only the buttons. Super Nintendo. Only the buttons. Yeah. Which I love those buttons. Come They're on. Good. The X and Y buttons being concave and the A and B buttons being convex on the Super Nintendo controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting to me, but it, I've never really... I can't say that it matters to me at all. It doesn't matter, but it's a nice... Like, they want to shake the hand of the industrial designer that right. made that decision. Yeah. Make sure you can differentiate. Uh, But yeah. I like that we all... Everyone should play the controller they like. Yeah. And yeah. I like that the DualShock 4 works for me. I think DualShock is the only way to play a lot of games like Metal Gear. Um, not so much V, but all the other ones. Like, And, and I'm not sure how the... Uh, I don't know if we got into this, but is there pressure sensitivity on the 3DS version? Oh. Because <laughs> like previously, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 are like 100% about the pressure-sensitive face buttons. Oh, okay. Mm. The analog. Yeah. Interesting. And I think like if you're grasping, if you're like really gripping a controller really hard, you don't have a lot of like dexterous control over how far you're pressing the buttons in. Okay. Keep that in mind. Hmm. Yeah. I I, I was once the guy that was just like, no, Xbox controllers can eat a dick because they're idiots. (laughs) Everyone who owns an Xbox is an idiot. It's true. I mean, that I'm not going to argue with. Um, look at me but, uh, <laughs> but like honestly like i was just so f- hard against the uh ui of, of xbox 360 that i was just like everything xbox sucks but um when i was just like oh i want to play games on my computer <laughs> and oh, i had to 360. use the 360 controller i was like this is a nice controller yeah so i i, I respect all controllers but i'll say that like the 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 analog DualShock controller um, is holds the same place in my mind for like 3D games as the SNES controller does for 2D games, where it's just like nailed it. Mm. I do. I miss for the DualShock one, two, and three. The what was it? Was start a play symbol mm-hmm. and select was a rectangle. Mm-hmm. I miss that. Yeah. yeah. Options and share. Bullshit. I'll put the share button on a controller. I wish I could record with the share button on Switch. Yeah, I think you like you could hold it or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of frustrating that I can't because there's so many like, oh, I just click this and get a video clip. Oh wait, nope. There's only screenshots. It's kind of nice that it's there, but I don't really ever use it. Well, in Golf Story, you can get a regular birdie, right? Or you can get a mega birdie. Oh man. (laughs) <laughs> so I, and there was another one that I actually took a picture of let me find out what it was cause cause Mega Birdie came up and I was like oh shit let me take a picture oh it's gone <laughs> uh, see that's what I do I'm always thinking of like taking a picture after the fact like oh dang that would have been fun now you know how your parents feel well all those childhood memories actually my dad recorded everything oh yeah so I think he was more on the ball about that sort of thing than I am. Oh, and then slam dunk birdie. Whoa. <laughs> is that oh, when yeah. you like hit a basketball into the, I into think the it's net you, with a golf ball? I think it's golf when, you, club? when you chip it off the uh, off the rough into the straight into the hole. Nice. Uh, uh, I know what those words mean. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. I won't <laughs> define them for you. I won't insult your intelligence. It's also frisbee <laughs> golf in golf story. Really? So if you want to play frisbee golf... I guess it's a kind of golf that counts. Yeah, yeah man. Is there water polo? No, but there is mini golf. Is there regular polo? There's no polo. That 
Not that other I found. Polo shirts? There's no croquet. Other other polo shirts. Uh um There's a shovel wedge. Is there Golf Marco Polo? You know what they say. PewDiePie only lives once. There are no Nazis in Polo. In, yeah. Uh <laughs> is there <What>? Marco? <laughs> I, I'm I'm lost. I'm so lost. What's this joke? He's <laughs> just not gonna tell us. Well. Yeah, <laughs> it's like YOLO, but with PewDiePie. Oh, Polo. Yeah. Uh oh. I got it. It's an acronym. It. He initialized. Okay. And you guys need to get up on your slang. You don't know what mom means. I know what mom means. You don't know what mom means. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows what mom means. You know, this argument's not my, very mom. No, it's not. I agree with that. It's not mom. It's not mom. Let's cool. mom out and just uh, move on. All right, moms. And with that, I think we should wrap it up. Okay. All right, mom Damrath, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Where can people find you? People can find me at uh, Godan underscore at Twitter. G-H-O-D-A-N? Underscore. Underscore. Yes. Mom Blanton, yeah, Mama Blanton, Grandma Blanton. <laughs> oh, we also define grandma like yeah. the aspects of what makes grandma, right? Yeah, you'll you'll listen, you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on the on the internet at sing it with me, Dylan. Zero one zero one zero one 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 zero one zero one 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 zero one zero one zero one 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 zero one zero one one one. Thank you. But also at 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 x. There's at zero one zero one zero one. Oh yeah, and there's also an x. Yeah, a little 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 baby x. You know what? I got zero one zero one zero one 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 dot com. You did? Yeah, I haven't done anything with it because web stuff, am I right? <laughs> yeah, who does web <laughs> stuff? Not most of but, us. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> actually, yeah, previously I had only had X0101011. And then somebody was like, hey, do you want this? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay, I'll sell it to you for $12,000. And I was like, I'll give you $20 for it. <laughs> <laughs> were they like, deal? Yeah, they were just like, no. Oh. oh, and then like later, I was like, I just went on because Google's Google rolled out like their like web hosting stuff, you know, right. I just guess. purchasing domains. And I I hadn't really checked it out, and so I checked it out like the other week, and I was just like, yeah, I mean, let's look and see what zero one zero one zero one 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 domains are available. Dot com was right up there, and I was like, you dick. <laughs> I don't you want this. Had my twenty dollars, <laughs> but now Google's got it. Yeah, <laughs> now Mama Google, Mama Google got it. Mama Google got it. Uh, and you can find all the moms on the Wordcast at word-games.mom. Oh, shit. Is there a dot .mom? <laughs> Let me check Google. Okay. Uh, you can find all these podcasts at word-games.com forward slash podcast or on the Twitter at, at board video games or... Just Google Wordcast. That simple. It's that simple. It's so mom. We made it so mom for you. Is there a dot mom? I don't think so. Damn it. Damn. It's only a dot dad. <laughs> <laughs> dot daddies. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, gentlemen, until next time.
Thanks for oh, having me. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Shit. Hold on. Oh, no. Oh, hold okay. on. Wait. Wait. Hold what? on. What? Do you have something to say? Are you holding no, on for me? No, I was just holding on for you. Okay. Uh, wait. Uh, hold on. Hmm? Okay. Are we all holding on? Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot to hold on. Yeah, hold on to something. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next weekend, we will be at RVA Maker Fest. Oh, yeah. You'll be there. Maybe. Um, maybe. <laughs> there will be an RVA Game Jams booth. Yeah. Someone Ooh. will be running it. Yeah. But there will be a Ward Games booth where you can play Peak. And some of our other friends are there too. Tyler Rhodes. Uh, Robert Sizek. Um, are Moment and Mike there? I don't know. No, not this year, I don't think. Okay. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they were there. <gasps> come. Come to the Science Museum of Virginia and play oh, Peak. Yeah. And go to a food truck and get some food and Is some beer. Is this podcast going to be out by then? Yeah, I, I do. hope you guys really enjoyed <laughs> the RVA Man, Maker Let me tell Fest. you about RVA Maker Fest. <laughs> yeah, I need to get I need to get these out. I might push out like four this week. <laughs> yeah, you don't know how hard your boy Dylan's been working on this cast, y'all. Yeah, I gotta but, listen through all these and 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 edit them and stuff. But I do it for the love. Depending on when this podcast comes out, it might be this weekend is RVA Maker Fest. <laughs> it might be three months ago was <laughs> RVA Maker Fest. Let's get into MAGFest, guys. How was MAGFest? <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. No thank problem. you. Thanks for having me.